Howdy, folks. What's up? Welcome to The Singer in the Hypnotist Podcast. Yeah. Episode 11. Episode number 11. We went through a lot. This is a long one. It's a long one. Did a lot of, did a lot of talking. We did. That we did. Learned a lot of things. Many things. Uh, one of them is uh, defining what leisure means and scheduling that. And Yes. You know, what it, what it means to you to have leisure. Yes. And, if, and then making sure you do it. Yeah. And experience it. And defining the line between leisure and work and yeah. whether that's blurred or not. Exactly. So that's one thing we get into. We also get into the power of love and, and the ultimate power of love and the its ability, love's ability to really change us and alter us in ways that we can't really even understand. Exactly. And how we don't even understand that fully right now. No. But we will. We will. And I, you'll find out what people are have already experienced this yes in this podcast yes we had some good uh guest uh well they're, they're audience. kind of guests actually they are in a yeah. way audience participation yeah, and when you come in live you're basically a guest on the podcast you're you get part to interact of and guide and direct a little bit here yeah. and there we're very open to questions so we'll always take people's questions and go on a journey a ride and yeah it's always fun and we also talked about self-love yes well, actually, the guru himself, Saul, talks about <laughs> self-love and the importance of that and the ability to uh, for self-love to make life awesome. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and the lack the lack of it that uh, that is in the world and and how we need more. So yeah, and once you do that, once you master that, you can just accomplish so many more things. Yeah, which which ties into a lot of other things we said. Where like, you know, your your routines, your food routines and your workout routine, those are versions of self-love and mm-hmm. and uh, having clarity, having clarity in your life is also a version of self-love. Yeah. So vision. Yeah. 2020 vision. Yeah. We're almost in that 2020. So yeah. we got to get the vision going. Exactly. <laughs> hey. So thank you very much for tuning in. Hope you enjoy this episode. Yes. We know you're going to enjoy this episode. So get down, get dirty. Get your ears open, enter a state of learning, because why not? Exactly. Yeah. Roll the intro. Do it. Bam, bam. Yeah, we are singing it. Bam, 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 back welcome back to the podcast everybody how's it going friends and family and beautiful people on this fine monday morning welcome to the singer and the hypnotist this is what we do every monday morning we podcast we hang out hey zegerbert we chat we chat we converse we converse we say hi to all the people who are up this early and willing to stop by and mm-hmm. yeah on, on monday morning which in the past, it's been, oh, fuck, Monday morning's coming. But now it's like, nope. Monday morning. Fuck yeah, Monday morning. Love Monday. It's, yeah. it's the new Friday. It's the new Friday. You're right. You're right. We're like, oh, it's so it's so funny that you say that because that's absolutely the truth now in my life where I'm like, literally, the weekend, I play some gigs. I have some really sweet gigs I played and I had fun and good energy, but I like stayed up late because of those gigs. Yeah, and then I'm just like literally Sunday, so tired, 
just like passing out, trying to do shit, not really doing shit, being way too lazy. And I'm like, oh, but tomorrow's Monday and I get to reset. Yeah. And then I get to do stuff and be <laughs> active in my life. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So how was your weekend? Yeah. Weekend's good. Yeah? Yeah. Did, uh, weekend is for, for dates. Oh. Terry and I do a bunch of oh. couple stuff on the weekends. And yeah, it's pretty good. What did we do? We did the things with the food, lots mm-hmm. of food. <laughs> uh, I like can eat sushi and whatnot. How, which place do you go to? Uh, New Island. I also go mm-hmm. to. Yeah. That's, I like that place. They have the best sushi. Yeah. Yeah. Quote in, unquote. In, well, I mean, best all you can eat sushi. Yes. And like, the thing is in Saskatoon, you don't have uh, a lot of choice sushi wise. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we also do a thing where we make something together. Like a food item or? Yeah. So we started doing that recently. And then this past weekend, what we did is we did meal prep for the week. Because nice. now we're on meal plans. So. How's that going? Well, today's the first day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to be eating the exact same thing every single day. Breakfast, lunch, extra, and dinner. So four meals per day. And is the there... exact same thing, weighed out to the tea. So what is, what is a typical day in that then? What's that like? You don't know I yet? I don't really know. I just, I don't know. Like, you, well, I, I got the ingredients and I know what to do. But like, I mean, okay, we pre-cooked the chicken and the beef. And then now I just got to go through and eat it. And then there's like a shake at some point with like, yeah. So like, yeah, there's a shake for the third meal. Yeah. First meal is like uh, egg whites and cauliflower like a kilogram of cauliflower wow <laughs> just straight cauliflower well you cook it and with some olive oil and yeah hot sauce or something I Ooh. Think. you're and, allowed to cook it yeah i yeah. feel like cooking it this might just be my my mind but uh, i feel like that like takes some of the nutritional value out of it mm-hmm. you feel me you sure. feel me i feel like the fresher it is the closer it is to life Mm-hmm. The veggie, the more yeah. nutrition there is. But that being said, who's just going to eat a boatload of yeah. cauliflower? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, I love cauliflower. Yes. But yeah, yeah. that much yeah. will be kind of hard. But if if it's cooked, I don't know. I haven't done it yet because mm-hmm. I'm still going to do the intermittent fasting. So that yes. I eat later. Is Terry on, on that at all? or Intermittent fasting? No. Yeah. No. 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 But she does it. Unintentionally. Yeah. Ready. A lot of people do. Yeah. A lot of people do, and they have no idea that they're doing it. Yeah. 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 Like a couple roommates. Yeah. They already do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just working in a kitchen. It's weird because you're like, you're working in a kitchen. Wouldn't you like eat? But they don't. Mm. I would eat. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't think it's allowed. I would eat. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Yeah, fair. you can't stop. I work in a kitchen. You cannot stop me from eating the food. Although, yeah, obviously, there's a disconnection that you make. Yeah, where you just like make it and send it out, make it and send it out. Don't think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, part of me would have loved to have been a cook in a in a kitchen. Um, probably not the lifestyle and like being around those people. And that atmosphere necessarily, because like I did my first job ever was as a dishwasher in like a fancy restaurant. Oh, yeah. And 
you know, some of the environment was like, I would call it kind of toxic in some ways. Right. There's just a weird thing that comes along with kitchens, I feel like. But I feel like there's probably some new, it's just like the old mentality versus the new mentality. And whether a company holds that old mentality or the new, like whether the head person basically holds Mm -hmm. that determines how that kitchen is going to be. Right. So yeah, it's always always the leader that determines everything. Always trickle down, trickle down economics. Yep. And you experience some shit, mm-hmm. and it's either positive or negative. But I feel like yeah, especially in this town, we've got some like. There's probably some positive kitchen experiences. Yeah, that's like one of our main things to do yeah. in Saskatoon. Is you're, you're right to go out and eat. You're right because we have a ton of awesome restaurants. That's true. Where's your guys' favorite places to eat in town? Yeah. Or in your town? We or... need more suggestions, please. It's so true. I do like eating out. Below. I'm really basic, though, when I eat out sometimes. I'm like, a lot of times I'll just repeat Vietnamese food. Oh, like a noodle bowl? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just noodle bowl after noodle bowl. I can't wait for Sunday. Bowl. Sunday, we get our, our cheat meal. It'll be on Sundays. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Honestly, I kind of, I kind of do the meal prep i eat the same shit every day like i don't mm-hmm. really have much variety in my life i see it as like uh so it's funny to say or put it this way but um like you look at those ceo types who wear the same clothes every day yep so that they eliminate the time it takes to make choices yeah so that's exactly what i do where i just i've just naturally done that my whole life where i'm just very I don't find pleasure. I like that part. I don't, I do find pleasure in food, but it's almost like I can override that and just be like, yeah, but if I put this much time into it, that's taking mm-hmm. away from the other things that I get pleasure from. Right. So, Which I see you one day hiring this a stylist. Totally. And then totally. he or she will just tell you what to wear. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I've got a bunch of clothes. I need that too, by yeah. the way. <laughs> so. If you're, a, if you're a stylist, come into my life there you go. and work for me for free. <laughs> just tell me, just text me every morning. <laughs> Wear this. Do your hair like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm down for somebody who has the eye. Same as like now I'm working with uh, my friend Caitlin, Caitlin Dirk, as an artist. She's going to be... She's the one that made your logo? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. She's and she's been doing my shit since like high school. Since the the outdoor concert, yeah, surprise concert, yeah, by the the river, yeah, the Vimy. Since those days, yeah, since those days, man. The Vimy what? Vimy Memorial. Oh yeah, the, the little gazebo type thing yeah. by the bez. Yeah. yeah, yeah, since those days, she's been like making us concert posters and like yeah, and that's. So there's a chemistry there. There's a history there. And, um, and like, I can trust her. I can just be like, yo, I want this kind of concept. Or I have no concept at all, but here's a song. Mm-hmm. Can you make, like, a artwork for it? Mm-hmm. And she'll just draw something up where, for me, it just speaks to me. I'm just like, yeah. That's one of the best things is if you can just give full trust, which you should. Because I feel like one of the mentalities that's gone around is, like, you got to earn trust. Mm. But I think what it is is you hire someone, for instance. Yeah. They get trust. Yeah. Full trust. And then they can lose it. Though. 
Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they get fired. <laughs> if yeah, the thing that's exactly it. If you're hiring somebody, you have trust. Yeah. And just like enable them to make their own decisions and yeah. make the executive decisions that they need to. It takes stress off of you. Yeah. And you can do more of what you're best at. Yeah. Because you hire them to do that. Right. Yep. And I'm feeling that a lot these days where it's like just getting to this period of my life, like before this, before this decision that I've made in my head, I was trying to do way too much shit. Which decision? Um, the decision to be more of an artist, the decision mm-hmm. to, to be the artist. Yeah. Because that at the end of the day, like the artist doesn't, have time to do anything but focus on being healthy and creating art. So I can't afford really to go as heavy into the production side of things that I, as I have. I just can't. It doesn't really make sense. Now now I have to. I have no choice, and that stuff is going to pay off in the long run just by having that knowledge. But I know that I have to start to make a switch where I'm like, okay, I need to earn more money because I need to hire people and I need to get somebody else to mix and master this and possibly one day record mm-hmm. and da, 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 and bring in musicians so I'm not playing all the instruments because I'm a writer. I can demo the instruments and I can get them to a certain point and maybe in five, ten years, I'll be playing all of the instruments to the level that I'm satisfied with. But right now, there's master instrumentalists around me I could just bring in and there they have 10 years of focus on that one thing whereas I have focused on the writing and producing and that sort of portion mm-hmm. so it's about like okay. now moving into that era where it's like less less all the other extremities more focus on just being the weirdo because that's what an artist is you're just like you live in some weird emotion land and you translate emotion all the time and it's a very focused thing and then also the energy behind it like when you start performing regularly you really do have to withdraw and go and find your energy again to be ready for the next performance right so which speaking of performances yes you did a looper in the poet show yes how was it it was actually really good yeah it was actually really popular where'd you guys play we played at the Academy of Music. Okay. So um, this is not, it's like a non-venue, not really. They yeah, have, I was just going to say. Like, yeah. Didn't know it was a venue. But. Yeah, not really. They host things here and there. Oh, and, it was a private event then? Yeah. Or, yeah. I would call it that because they, they just built a small room off mm. to the side meant for sort of concerts and rehearsals. And it's uh, maybe like a 30 to 50 capacity room. Like it's not very big. But. It has a sound system in there, and it actually reminds me a lot of, like, the concerts we put on in high school. So because of that, it had this really cool supportive energy. Everybody, like, there's nothing. It's a tiny room, so you're only there to watch music. Like, you're not, Mm. you know, like, people are almost, in the beginning, awkward. Smaller than this? Uh, Longer. Probably this width, almost, but longer. A little bit longer? Yeah, like a hall way almost Mm. yeah interesting yeah so it's kind of like there's a little bit of awkwardness because people are not like at a bar there's loudness there's places to go like there's more control you have the attention yes when we start and everybody was really supportive of 
the uh, openers, which was really nice. But then when we went up, they all stood up and like walked forward and engaged us. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, you guys are here to see us. And that's a really good feeling. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. So went well. How long was your set? It's supposed to be 45 minutes. I think it ended up being more just 40, but that's... Yeah, close enough. Close enough, yeah. 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 We'd like designed a set. I haven't designed a set in that way for a while where you think about dynamics and you think about the flow of Mm -hmm. a set. And I'm doing looping, guys, so I have... Got the instruments. I'm going to show you a picture here of the setup because it's the most interesting setup I've ever had. I've never in the history of my career been on stage with a laptop, so I'll show you. You can take a look. Okay. Make sure you send that to me so when we put it on the YouTubes, we'll just... uh, Intelligent instead of just going like that. Right, but that's how I'll find that spot. Okay. We'll do both. There we go. We'll show that. Oh, Oh, the flippy. Don't do that. There we go. No. <laughs> Which way? That Which way? way? This yeah, way? Yeah, this keep going. Way. Keep going. Oh. Okay, whatever. Oh. 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 Okay. Fuck. Okay. Anyways. Anyway. That's the setup. You can kind of see it, but not really. But there's a drum. There's drums. You can pretend you saw it. Wow. Good setup, Saul. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just one. describe it. How about, how about, like, explain why it's that elaborate. Uh, yeah, so... Because, um, like, I'm sure a lot of people don't know what looping even means. I mean, I feel like people... Like, is maybe. it time traveling? It's time traveling. You're going and creating a time loop? That, that's I am... I've mastered the art of time travel. I went back to right. my childhood. You play one instrument, and then yes. you travel back in time and play another instrument. Yes, that's it. Simultaneously. It's a time loop. It's a time warp. Um... It's uh, it's so I have a centerpiece, which um, so I take a bunch of microphones and instruments and I send them into a device, and then I send that out into another device, and that device takes care of repeating. So it's like I'm recording live on the spot because when you record, I can like record a little and then that just keeps playing. I loop that and it goes, keeps going without my need for playing it. And then I have a drum and I go, and then I loop that and I loop another thing and loop another thing, loop another thing. All of a sudden you have a full song because you've stacked, stacked all these things and you can kind of take some of them in and out. So it's a really new concept for me and that was the first time I'd ever played with it live and I never would have where I thought about it and like on my own I'm a super perfectionist especially with that kind of stuff it's a lot to be looping like that because if you mess up and your rhythm isn't there then it loops that imperfectness yes so it loops your mistakes it just repeats your mistakes to infinity and it's lot you're live and there's people there so you're like all right guys i better not fuck up or else you're going to know for sure every every beat <laughs> every fucking beat if this is an awkward rhythm we're in it for the long haul and so that's that's a thing and that's why it's nerve-wracking so i'm glad that i got out and i did it 
and uh, it went pretty well, actually. Awesome. Yeah. Good to hear. Yeah. And then you had another show with Claire Lessa Band, I think. Yeah, right after Was that. It? Yeah. Right after that at Amigos. And that went super well, too. Like, Reed, uh, Reed our bass player, he, his energy, he's, he's waking up with the spring. He was in a, I'd call it a hibernation for a while. So now he's coming back to life with the spring. Oh. <laughs> so we did really well because Reed, nice. the thing is like Reed and I have such magic energy together, such a yep. connection that if he's fully there, if he's there energetically and I'm like, I'm always there energetically, then there's him and I on either side of the stage and we just have this wonderful supportive energy so we just it goes through the center to, of the stage and then everyone else feels it. Yeah. So you guys are like the buffers of the energy, keeping the energy contained. Exactly. And then everyone else feeds off of it. Exactly. Like, yeah, we got you guys. We got you. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. So it went really well. That went really well. Everybody responded. And Friday I played a solo gig. So mm -hmm. it was uh, it was a weekend of gigging. And I played with every group that I play with. Nice. So. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Cap it off with some uh, podcasting. Here. And then boom, podcasting. Do it all again. Do it all again. Yeah. I played Tuesday with Claire Lassaban, Thursday with Looper and the Poet. And then I'm going to start online streaming. So I'm going to play solo shit all the time. Where can people find that? Um, Twitch.com slash Saul the Singer. Mm. Perfect. Very, very easy. Easy. Search Saul the Singer on Twitch. Yeah. Try to keep everything congruent congruent and easy. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I struggled with for a long time until I met you. I was like struggling and struggling and being like, how do I brand? How do I brand? Mm -hmm. And then I just saw Adlin the Hypnotist and I was like, well, that's easy. Okay. <laughs> I guess I could be Saul the Singer. Yeah. <laughs> it just it rolls off the tongue a little bit better too. It does. So yeah, man. Yeah, I'm excited for just this podcast. We're yeah moving fast. Yeah, but slow. Talk about this podcast a little yeah. bit. Tell well, me about we're this on podcast. 11, episode eleven. Yeah, which could be another season. A new new setup, new background. Yeah, you did a bunch of hard work. We this we last week we did well. Down here, it was mainly you. Yeah, I got I moved some stuff away. Yeah. You did. Did some spring cleaning in other areas, so revamped our gym. So we have a gym. Yeah. In a in in the garage. Which is freaking dope. That's a really pot that's a really cool thing to have is just to have a gym right there. Yep. Forces you full weight set, no excuses. You can no just excuses. like, oh yeah, no, I don't want to go there. It takes two minutes to yeah. walk there. I don't want to go to if the gym that. today. You yeah. know, you know, you're being lazy if you say that. You're <laughs> yeah. like, "Fuck." Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't take advantage of it, to be honest. And it's now bike season. Yeah. Yeah, man. You're a big biker. Uh, I already went around the city a couple times now. Damn. Um, Did I you go I this call morning? it the loop? Did no, you? not yet. No. I'm going right after the podcast, though. Okay. But uh, there's a thing called that I call the loop. Mm -hmm. I think other people are calling it the loop now. And you take the North Circle Drive Bridge, South Circle Drive Bridge, and go all the way around. Mm. But we have a new bridge now, mm. right? The Chief Mistwasis, switches further north. I just got to figure out how it connects because that is the new loop. Right. So 
It used to be 18 kilometers, but I think it stretches it now to like 30K. Ooh. Ooh. I think. I'm not really sure. I haven't measured it how exactly. Long, how long guesstimation does that take you? I could do it in an hour, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll time you. Yeah. Hopefully. Sorry. That's really fast. If it's 30 <laughs> kilometers, that's really fast. So if it's 30, then it might be a little bit more than an hour. But I can do the 18K in 36, 35.3 minutes or whatever it is. Adlin's a guy who uh, I would say, I mean, I, there's this inside all of us, I think. But uh, Hadlin's a guy who likes to time himself and constantly improve that that timing. So probably even for something small like food food prep, like you find ways to efficient this word yeah to efficientize. It. It's a I've realized I made so every time we podcast you make a word I try to say this word efficient. It's like <laughs> it's a word that doesn't exist, but it should. It's where you you make something efficient. You efficientize something. And I've it's looked, like efficiently I've, exercise. Yes. Exercising efficiency. It's exactly. Like, and I've been, look, I looked it up. I looked it up. Doesn't exist. And I'm just like, <laughs> I need this word. Well, maybe it is a word it. now. It's a word now. Hashtag efficiency. Hashtag efficiency. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag. So Havlin's a guy who efficiencies everything. I like, I like try to do that with, well, my, yeah. with you, my life. Like you were saying before, you don't want to think about what you're wearing. True. You know? True. That's efficiencizing your life. You're right. I do efficiencize certain uh, mm-hmm. constructs. Like I, we efficiencize this setup. So now there's, when you walk in here, it's just create. Yeah. Create, create. Yeah, create. exactly. There's no barrier of entry anymore. No. No. Oh, I got to set this up first and then I got to set up the laptop. Yeah. It's just there. Yeah. And Ready I'm go. big, big, big fan of organizing your taking the time i don't do it enough but taking the time away from your craft to organize so that when you come back to your craft there's flow Mm -hmm. free flow free flow free flow because you have to take care of the small things in your life it's easy to let those go to the wayside ignore them but uh they they stack up if you ignore them Mm -hmm. you know and they snowball, and then it gets bigger, and then you're like, I don't want to tackle that because it's yes. too big. Yeah, and it just keeps getting bigger. Yeah, it's like it's weird how that works, eh? It's I know. like the inverse thinking. Yeah, if something gets larger, you don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. When so, in reality, the sooner you do it, the if you do better it is. If you do your dishes every day versus like once a week, I mean, some people probably manage that strategy fine. But if you do them every day, the once a week. No, every day. Oh, every day. and But then you can like just have it as like a, a nice habit. Like you get to listen to a podcast or you get to do whatever you, something mm-hmm. while you do it. And you, you just have to learn how to make it a fun thing. You just switch that perspective and you're like, oh, I get to do dishes today. I get to do dishes now and watch my <laughs> podcast. And yeah. True. Yeah. I like that. You just, you get to do it. Yeah. Just like you. Change of, change of frame, the way you think about something. Yeah. Just change the words. And you do that with everything. Like even explaining cold showers to someone the other day was just like, well, it's the same. There's no, what's the difference? You've created the construct that cold is something. That you defined that. 
it doesn't have to be that. Like there's a, mm-hmm. you can switch off the pain receptor in that moment. Right. And decide that like, actually, no, I enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Like you have the power and we have the power in our brains to make that decision. But we don't exercise that very often. We exercise the opposite, which is indulging like, uh, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. No. Yeah. You exercise your weakness. And therefore, because it is possible to flip perspective, (coughs) you're you're training your brain in that moment. You're training weakness. So it's better to have that sort of flip switch where you get to do things. Yep. Even, I agree. even the hard things. Like for me, I have to do that with working out. I, I yeah. get to, you get to work out. I get to work there out. Maybe a day when you're too old to work out and maybe you're injured or you just don't heal the way you used to. And it's yeah. like, man, I wish I could. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we all know, like life just moves a lot faster than than I think everybody realizes. It just keeps speeding up too, man. Yeah. Fucking snowball. Every, every year that goes by goes faster and faster. Very true. It's crazy. Very true. So based on that knowledge, you have no, in my opinion, you have no option but to get shit done. Because that time is not going to slow down at any point. Nope. The only factor that can possibly change is what you do. The time will keep rolling, but what you do, if you sit and watch, because I've been there, sit and watch Netflix or sit and play video games, and it feels like, holy shit, my life is moving so fast, like four or five months, six months have gone by. What have I done? I don't remember. Because I was sitting there playing video games, watching shows, not not active in my life and not learning and now being in this sort of different mentality where I, I want to learn and I want to be more active in my life it's like yeah six months went by but holy f- I'm a 1000% different person in that six months because I've been active the whole time and I can actually see I can see intense progress and that's a really rewarding feeling and to then so that's like a zoom in perspective of six months. We'll back out five, 10 years from now. How good am I going to feel when I've been doing this hard work for that long rather than just like vacantly experiencing life and just letting it pass by, but actively taking a part in it. So five, 10 years down the line, I'm going to look back 20 years down the line. I'm going to look back and be like, yeah, you, you're the best Saul. You did all that work. And I get to reap the benefits now. I'm a 30-year-old. I'm a 40-year-old. Exactly. I just get to sit in the glory that you created. And I'm. it's no longer hard work because I'm here. It's just hard work in this moment. So if you can perspective and try to draw forward to that person and think about that guy yeah. 5, 10, 20 years from now future person. You. Future you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Think about that person. And... And then if you don't, if you just like drink every weekend or you just watch Netflix all the time, then think about that person. Fucking five, ten years from now person, and you're like, oh shit. It's like inevitable. You have to get into the action eventually. So it's like, why delay it? Why put it off for another five, ten years? What's the point? Eventually you're going to go, I can't do this anymore. I have to do something. 
I have to do more. And so don't delay it. Just fucking do it. Hop into it. Just jump right in. Just jump in. Dive Off in. Off the deep end. Dive fucking in. Flip that perspective and be like, yeah. I'm gonna, I don't want to die and regret my life. I don't anyway. Mm-hmm. I can't handle that. Yep. That's one of the things uh, Gary talks about. Gary V. Yeah. You know, Gary V. Yeah. Of course. Who? <laughs> <laughs> he says go into a, an old folks home. Yeah. And start talking to people. Yeah. And 90% of them will say that they have regrets. Yeah. Right? Like they wish they did this when they were younger, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like 90% of them were going through that. Then now we know history repeats itself. Let's yeah. avoid that by doing. It's fucking evidence. Yeah. It's fucking evidence. And I've been lucky enough to have adults around me who have constant, or or I've been lucky enough to pay attention to that and have adults go, you know, you get to this age, you know, I just remember being 20 and da, da, da. And I'm like, I don't, I want to be 30 or 40 and be like, yeah, I remember being 20, but I'm fucking loving 30. I'm loving 40. I'm loving 50. I want to love I want to love every period of my life more and more. I want it to exponentially grow to when I'm like 60 and 70. I'm like, these are the best days of my life. I'm in love with life right now, you know? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Can't imagine being that old though. (laughs) You know, I can. (laughs) I often feel old in my mentalities anyway. Mm. And, uh, I know it won't be much different. I do I do know one thing I learned about myself is um okay, so family, like when you talk to people who on their deathbed or whatever and they talk about their regrets, a lot of the time family comes up. Maybe it's their passion, but family comes up, right? They want to wanted to spend more time with family. They got too distracted by their work or whatever. And I know that that's going to be a big part of my life is one day spending a lot of time with my family and creating that life. And so one day it will be the most important thing for me. But as that sort of entered my life, I then had to use a perspective on that. I know my stomach's doing it too. I had to use a perspective. <laughs> you heard that. Hey. I did. <laughs> Through the mics. <laughs> So I used perspective on that and went, yeah, so in a sense right now, I would be fulfilled if I found a family and I had children, I would be fulfilled in this moment and that would last a little bit, but it would always come back to this point where it'd be like, well, Saul, you have this passion, you have this thing, this drive, and unless you complete that, you can't truly be satisfied on your deathbed. So because of that, I now can reverse engineer the family thing and the love thing and kind of push relationships away and be like, I can't afford to invest in this right now because I haven't accomplished something that needs, like my life needs to be set in motion before I can truly be in that relationship. And that's something I know about myself now. Like, I know it'll be important, but it can't be important yet. Mm-hmm. I got some traveling and some adventuring and some music to make. What's your time frame? Do you know? 
Well, this year, I will start my my world touring. I can feel that'll that'll be a shift within my 25 year old self. I'm about to turn 25 in April, so that's my time frame for that. It's not good to set like you know like but I've always felt that 25 for some reason would be that for me. So starting my world touring 25, a couple of years, it'll be at like a a point where I'll feel like yeah I'm. There's no way I can lose this now. This is, you know, I'm my shit's set up and I'm not worried about it. So maybe by the time I'm like 30 or mid 30s, I'll be more in that head frame where I'll be like, I've toured, I've made albums. Um, my career is, is concreted in my life. And uh, so now I can start thinking about possibly having a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that'll that'll be when it is for me. I'm gonna say 32. 32. 32. I'll Seven start. years. 32. I'll meet that person, and you know they'll come with me on tour, and we'll do like we'll travel, we'll do this, and then eventually we'll both kind of be like, yeah, you know, I should take some time off now, and then I'll trans, I'll start other businesses, mm-hmm. and boom, all of a sudden, all of a sudden. We'll have a family and then, and then that's a game shifter because all of a sudden I noticed writing when I'm in love and have that family feeling fulfilled, you can write this amazing kind of music based out of this real love feeling. So when you have kids, there's no better muse because it's like, this is this extension of me and this love just pours out of me for this human and I need to protect this human. Well, you're going to write an album's worth of songs instantly because it's just such an easy expression of love. And we all know that we've all seen that where people have children and they do, they change Mm -hmm. because we have that love feeling when we're young, we're with our families. Yeah. And you know this shit because you had so much family around, right? So you have all this love. And then when you enter the world, you kind of sever that. You kind of have to leave that behind, walk forward. You're no longer always around your family. You're spending more time alone, away from love, away from family. And then we kind of fill that hole with, like, we have relationships. And so we're searching for new family and then eventually you do find a part a partner that you feel that with and you create a new family and it's crazy the passing on of love passing of the ball cycle the cycle yeah a lot of a lot of people work harder when they have kids yeah yeah they take whatever they were doing and it's like oh shit now there's this little human that I need to provide for and then boom like hit the NOS straight up because you're just like I can't I can't stop so in that same token if you can use what if you can use that perspective now you know if I can use that to my advantage now where I'm like think about Saul with kids think about Saul with a family Mm -hmm. and be that motivated now be that guy today because one day I will be that guy and 
if I'm not that guy today, then maybe I won't get the things done that I need to, to be, because you just do, you need to fulfill your shit. If you need to fulfill your contracts and your da 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 and gain the success, you need whatever your definition of success, you need to achieve that. And then when you have kids for me, then I can be a true example for the kids and I can be a true partner for the woman I love. I can actually be that with her because I've fulfilled my shit. But if I haven't fulfilled my shit, I'll always be distracted from them. I'll always have a thing pulling me away from them. Mm -hmm. So I want to do it. Read this comment here. Do it. So from Jeff. Family. Oh. Now you got to do it in the microphone. Yeah, I do, hey? <laughs> I think we need a comment mic. Okay. So we can, or I'll just pull up the comment over here. Because that's. I can read it. Very, can you from there? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Go ahead. Family changes everything. And just wait till those kids do something amazing that echoes your path and your teaching. Yeah. My 10 year old becoming a trip is becoming a triple threat. Ozzy just cleaned house at a dance comp on the weekend. I'm in awe of how incredible he is. He's becoming an incredible little performer. My goal is to take my family to Disneyland every year. That's my motivator. Yo. Love it. That's see, that's exactly. That's Jeff's Jeff's in a totally different headspace from us. Like we can't even really understand that motivation that Jeff is experiencing. And yeah. You know, there's a Jeff before kids and there's a Jeff after kids, after family, before family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. And there's all of us in relationships. There's all of us outside of relationships. Like there's so many different forms of ourselves. We're very moldable and we flow. And sometimes not so effortlessly. I want to know, Jeff, was it an instant change? Like the moment you had your first kid, was it just like you hit a switch? Mm. Or is it a gradual thing? Like I'm going to go explain that. I'm going to go spiritual on this mm -hmm. and say that uh, I feel like the moment conception happens, that subconsciously we all know. Mm. I feel like when you, when you have that sex, <laughs> straight up okay. when you have that sex you have that release because it, to me in my mind that's going to be a different one like you have sex all the time and then that one in my mind there's going to be something different where you're like why was that so different what was up with that sex and then you're going to look back and you'll be like oh shit I know what was up with that sex so I feel like that moment in a sense because like the universe just everything it's like yeah, when you have sex and then your seed just dies, but then you have sex and it's like, no, you just created fucking life in that moment. That's a crazy moment. Mm -hmm. That's a real intense moment. Yeah. So I feel like right then, subconsciously at least. Immediately. Well, what's the answer? I don't. I don't remember Jeff before kids. Uh, it's like our minds erase that. Self-preservation, maybe. Hmm. 110% instant change. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it probably depends on the person. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm sure people freak out. My wife snapped a photo seconds after my first was born. You can see that a change occurred. 
Yeah. I love that. Love, dude. That's awesome. Love is crazy. Because that's just like, yeah, that's game on. That's like our biological, yo, game is on. Mm-hmm. You've, you've now had a child. You've fulfilled the thing that you're supposed to as a human. Kind of the point that we're here, I think. But it's okay if you don't have children. I think that's all right as well. You can have other sort of children. You can have um, business ventures or passions. Can can also mentor people. Yeah. Teach people. Yeah. So there's lots of orphans and shit. So you so can like students. I guess it's yeah. almost like having a children child. Yeah. Having a children. Having a I'm children. I'm sorry for my English this morning. <laughs> Every morning. <laughs> <laughs> Words and things. I like it. <laughs> there's always a word that's it's enjoyable up or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, yeah, dude, Jeff, thank you for sharing that, man. That's yeah. That's awesome. We very much appreciate that. Yep. We got to fast track this to get you on the podcast too. We do. BT dubs. We do. Yeah. Well, we hope you're all having a good day so far. Monday morning, you're up. You're up and uh, I hope you got outside and experienced some sunshine. That's something oh, I'm yeah. really trying to do more of in my life. I love that sunrise is getting closer and closer. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yes. I know. So it's just, it's, okay, so same same shit as having children. No, not the same. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but getting outside, it's a state changer. Mm-hmm. You, the Who you are, I've noticed this anyway. Who I am before I go for my walk and who I am after it's, it's the same thing in that sense. Like, I can't remember the person before the walk, after the walk. In a state change. Yeah. Right. And the nature state change where, like, you get that sun, you see other people, mm-hmm. you see nature, you have all these thoughts, you're waking up, you're coming to life. Whereas, like, when you're in your, for me, I'm in a basement suite. So when you're in the basement suite, it's, like, dark and, like, you could, it's so easy to lean into being in the basement suite and stay in the basement suite. Like that's very possible. I have all of this gear. I have all these things to do within this place. And I could, I could. Could just hibernate in the cave. Could just hibernate all day. And I've done that. I fall, I fall into those sometimes mm-hmm. and I notice it. I no, don't, it's but nice I do. Out, man. Yeah. You do go anywhere. Yes. Yeah. So nice. Anytime. Ah. So outdoor podcast coming soon. Yeah, honestly, yeah. honestly. So do you, um, Jeff has a question again, well, not again, but one word today, today, what motivates you single word? <laughs> Pass it on to me. Okay. You got it first, baby. For one word to motivate me today. I'm going to say energy. Energy. That's it. Okay. Just high. I, like, I'm going to add extra words to this, but I'm going to say energy <laughs> because uh, high energy going into each point and part of my day and every ac- activity slash task slash thing mm-hmm. that I need to do, mm-hmm. execute them faster. Because what I'm doing is I'm, I'm doing... I'm blocking my day into 60 minute intervals. Oh, 52, but then, 52 but minutes. But then, okay. yeah, 
I'm changing them obviously because those are hours, but yeah. I'm changing those hours now to 52 minutes. Yeah. So now I get more blocks. Yeah. In a day. So therefore I should be able to get more done. Yeah. Yeah. Just shorten my hours essentially. And then move those eight minutes into another extra hour that you gain. Constantly efficiencing his life. So, but in order to do that, I have yet to complete an entire day to that point. I'm working towards that. Yeah. So in order to get that to that, you need energy and you need yep. that high energy. So I would say energy. Yeah. Yeah. So and channeling for yourself, channeling that energy. Me, it's so, it's, uh, I, I knew as soon as he asked that question, I already knew the answer 10 years ago. Just kidding. Maybe. It's just love. Love. Okay. It's, love I can't, it's, love. it's love. It's cheesy. Yeah. It's cheesy. It's whatever. But that's like, for me, my biggest motivator is to love myself the most and therefore love everybody else as much as possible. Because to me, there's a lack of, self-love in this world I'm just problem solving I just look at the world I've been here 24 years almost 25 now and I've been observing and I'm like what is lacking and I look at adults they were my first you know I was young I was watching the adults being like what is up what is up with this adult like what's I don't understand why am I like more calm than you or why am I more fulfilled or something, you know, it's just like something is off. You should be motivating me. Right. And so based on that, just observing that, I'm just like, okay, what can I actually do? Oh, just love myself. Work on that every single day. Bring that love to myself every fucking day. Build it, build it, build it, build it, build it. Like fucking endlessly and bring all of my energy to that Mm -hmm. because that's the thing that's going to shine through. That's the thing where people are going to be like, Oh, this guy's different. Why? If you break it down, I just love myself and not a lot of people actually love themselves and they don't practice that and the practice of it and growing it. And that's, you just look around and you see a lot of people with insecurities and it's really sad because it's like, you guys are fucking awesome. And there's no reason for you to feel insecure. There's no reason for you to feel alone. There's no reason for any of the things negatively that you're feeling. The only difference is you haven't spent a week loving yourself. It's just a week. One hard, heavy week of loving yourself, choosing life. I mean, different people are at different points. But you put in a good week, you're going to feel it the next week. You're going to feel that shit if every day. And when I first started doing this stuff, it was hard. I didn't believe the words. I would say, I love you, Saul. I love you. And it'd feel cheesy. It'd feel like, why? Why am I saying this? But I knew the power of just keeping doing those motions, keeping, keeping on it, affirmations, affirmations. And eventually it just became me. It just became part of my shit. And I'm like, this is great. All you, so what? Wake up every day, build yourself a habit where in the morning you go into the mirror and you spend some time with yourself. Like just build that. Everybody needs some self-love habits. And if that happened and more people did that, then I know the like conversations I could be having because there's days week by week. I'm always watching people. I'm always watching where their state is at. So week by week, I understand like 
Today, you're having a hard time. Today, you're having a hard time with yourself. And we're not having a good conversation because of that. You're insecure and you need to kind of get some stuff out, whatever. Then, all of a sudden, the next week, we'll have this like amazing flowing conversation. And it's like, oh, you did something that you're proud of. You're feeling good. Now we're having a love conversation because you love yourself this week. So it's like if everybody just continued to push that love, the kind of conversations I could have, not based on like, especially to be honest, we're in our 20s. The conversations I have with lonely people who are looking to fill a hole, male and female, females worse because they're, it's a confusion in our energy, in our society where you need to be in a relationship or like, you know, you need to fulfill that thing. So that gets in the way of genuine connection sometimes. And even same with guys, like because they have holes in their hearts, it becomes something else. There's an avoidance nature to it. They can't always have conversations with me or face me. So yeah, just practicing love and bringing that more and more and more of that. That's my, that's my, that's what motivates me every single day. Right on. Yeah. Until I stand in front of thousands of people and just tell them exactly what I said there. Love yourselves. And I'll demand it in that moment. And we'll have, my concerts will be uh, group meditation, trauma healing. We'll work through trauma. I'll create a safe space for people, for them to be themselves. Yeah. It's motivating for me anyway. Yeah. People saying stuff? Looking. Do you block in leisure time as well? And Amanda says, good question. Leisure time is incredibly important each and every day. Define leisure time. Do you do you block out time for leisure? Yeah, you have to. So what's your? If you don't, then you're just working constantly, and that's you're just going to burn out and not do work. But 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 I feel like there's a a different definer. I feel like you can perspective that because to me, everything I do is leisure. This is leisurely to me. It mm-hmm. might you might be you can define it as work, <clears throat> but I'm like. Right, but there's things that you don't like doing. Like? Like making calls and contacting and reaching out and booking stuff, right? I don't, don't do, like I just don't stuff. even do those. Yeah, exactly. I don't do that right. at all. <laughs> right, but if you enjoyed it, you would do it. No so, caller ID calling me. So it's just an example. No. Um, there, are, there are things that we all could do, but we don't do because we don't like it. Okay. So yeah, you're choosing, picking, cherry picking the leisure things that you'd like to do. I bet you, I bet there's a part of me that understands that I could like it though. Mm-hmm. If I had the right perspective, because I would have, I would just have nice conversations with people if I called them. I know myself. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. You so, get some great sales. Yeah, totally. Every time. Totally. It'd be like, oh, Hey, yeah. I'm Saul and I play music and I would love to come play at your venue. And if they said no, I'd just be motivated. I'd be like, okay. Next, 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 you know, like I know that it's just, that's a, that's like a cold shower thing where someone doesn't want to turn it to cold. It's the same shit. Cause you, you can find a way to enjoy it once you get there, 
But it's like, I don't want to turn that faucet on sales because I have some trauma with sales that I need to deal with and heal. Because mm-hmm. I sold things that I didn't believe in for a long time. Fair. But I mean, like, there's other things that everybody does mm-hmm. that you avoid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you just hit them straight on the head and just go for them. Schedule And then them. schedule your leisure as well, which Jeff does Xbox. I'm a PS4 guy, but. Nice. I mean, Xbox, okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I, I agree on all all fronts. You gotta definitely definitely have leisure, and like biking for me is leisure. Yeah, yeah, it's super fun. Yeah, and I'm doubling up. Okay, I'm doing exercise and having fun at the same time, and seeing the entire city. Yeah, not the entire city. Moving though, moving and like yeah. perspectiving as you move. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's that's true. I go for my walks; those are my leisures, right? Mm-hmm. Um, meditation is leisure. But I, I just find that the line of leisure and work kind of like, at least in my life, I know it's, blurred. it's very blurred. I just enjoy pretty much everything I do. Mm-hmm. And so everything I do is almost leisurely. Which is, which is great. And when you know you don't like something, that's when you know you got to hire somebody. But yeah, unfortunately, I can't hire people because <laughs> I just can't afford it at this time. So I just got to do it all. Yeah, do it all, man. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Yeah. And it's hard to, to be honest, like I've, that's something I've struggled with a lot in my life is like uh, reaching out to people and being like, hey, do you believe in me? Do you believe in magic? <laughs> do you believe in Wanna magic? Buy some magic? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know why, but I, even though like everybody's, like if someone asked me, well, that's just it. It's like, I don't have much time. So if people ask me to help them out with stuff, I'm kind of like, well, I have to do this and I have to do this. and then, uh, mm-hmm. So I will help you. Yes. If there's, a, there's a certain way people ask. So I just feel like I don't, I haven't uh, mastered asking. So I don't. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Fair. More comments? Oh, yeah. Leisure time can be defined as time when you're not working or occupied. Do you find that possibly your work life bleeds into your leisure lifestyle? Yeah. I mean, I guess I do have a leisure schedule. Um, I, I begin my days in leisure. I try not to like activate fully right, like right away. I try to um, get myself into a flow state first thing in the day so I do have a morning routine and a night routine which I guess you would call leisure because I wake up I make tea I I do things that feed my soul all morning and at nighttime again I do things that feed my soul I read books I bathe I relax um they're not like like in the morning I'll do positive affirmations and walks and yoga and they're all things that like they do take work to do but they are like if you do them they're very leisurely and fulfilling right like biking takes work but when you get out there and you do it it charges your soul up and you can go slower too if you really want to true 
you know, just but you taking don't the want scene. To. <laughs> Depends who I'm going with. If I'm just by myself, then one speed only. <laughs> Go. Yeah. Yeah. So do you do you find the lines are blurred with leisure and no? Because I I I play basketball. I yeah snowboard. I play slow pitch. Yeah. Yeah. So like those are all leisure. Yeah. Because I'm not trying to be in the NBA. True. <laughs> I was, but <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Fair. But yeah. Okay, so. Lots of, basically a lot of sports. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what what I want to define here, I'm finding, here we go, my resistance to this question. I don't, it's a, def, oh, a definer. It's a certain definer where like I realized there's certain things we do in our life that shut us down. So for example, we put on Netflix, you're no longer responsible. You're taking the reins out of your hand. You're like, for this hour that I'm watching this show, I am not in control. I give all the power away. Uh, I don't have to worry about what's going on in my soul. Don't have to worry about what's going on in my brain. Don't got to worry about that about yourself. Yeah. It's just it's giving good. that power away. Yeah. So because of that, I, it's not that I have anything against that. That's good. It's just that I'm like, well, instead of watching a show, why don't I read a book? Where when you're reading the book, it's a similar distraction from your own life. But then you're also, I mean, I guess you're being creative when you watch a show as well. There's, you're thinking well, thoughts. and You know your own self, though. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is if you watched Netflix, you would be lost in a loop. It's taking, it's giving, it's just giving it away. It's like rather than, and I'm, there's going to be points in my life where I want that. But right now as it stands, I want full control. I don't want to, you know, even at a concert, I'm doing sound. Like I'm not just there observing the concert. I'm not just giving I'm a part of it and I'm doing something, right? So that's like, there's just, there's decisions where like I could watch the show or I could write in my journal and therefore it's the same, the same process in a sense of leisure, but one creates something, one uses my brain in a certain more active, interactive way and one like, Allows me to just like potato out and not exist for a bit. Right. But I'm not really there. I haven't, I don't think I deserve that. I don't think I deserve to shut off because there's still stuff all the time I have to deal with Mm -hmm. inside of me. There's still healing that needs to be done. So because of that, I just don't feel like I've earned the detachment, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's good that you know that. Like yeah. It's important to know yourself and the way you need to, like, you know, you love yourself and you know that that's something that you need to do. Yeah. 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 I love myself enough to know that Netflix can put me in a negative loop. Mm-hmm. So I just avoid it like yeah. the plague. Yeah. Um. That's not to say like there was a time in my life where I was totally 
find a show and just like rip it apart and absorb it. And I love people watching. So it's, you know, that analytical part of me like enjoys watching shows. Mm -hmm. But like you said, just learning myself, learning myself and understanding you know, I'm not addictive. I don't have an addictive personality, but there's certain things like TV where it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I can just vanish into this. Let's go. And then a whole day goes by. And then that's when the issue comes in because that's when my inner higher power is like, bro, you just watch TV all day. Mm -hmm. That's one day closer to death now where you just sat and you watch TV and you haven't fulfilled your thing yet. That's all. When you fulfill your thing, sit down, enjoy that. But you haven't fulfilled it yet, bro. That's one day further from fulfilling your thing. It just goes, what are you doing? And then I go, I'm sorry. Fuck. <laughs> okay. I'll do better. Yeah. It's, an, it's a voice that's always putting pressure on me. But to be fair, there's always societal pressure being put on us. In opposite, and towards the negative. So it's easy to be negative in this world. We're trained, we're trained to be negative a lot of the times, right? Mm-hmm. Just like you were saying with the words, with you get to do something rather than I have to do something. But like, I have to do that is more the norm that we're accustomed to. Right. Like I have to wake up. Yeah. Have to go to work. Oh, I have to hang out with this person today. It's like, what? <laughs> That sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, everybody, for the comments thus far. You guys have uh, helped out a lot in, you know, mm-hmm. keeping our energy here and keeping our cam- conversation, directing it, which is really cool. Yeah. You guys are like the directors. You're the, you are part of the podcast. You are right now, you are producing the podcast. Hi, Shannon. So Jeff said, careful when you... When what you do for fun and out of love becomes your career, you'll find yourself needing to find a new leisure activity. I I stressed the wrong words on that when I read it. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's a hundred percent true. I I feel like I've naturally, luckily found ways to step away enough for, from music. There's different compartments of music in my mind. Mm-hmm. So I can step away enough and do enough like of nature and living. That's that. That's why that's so important in my life. That's the only reason It's because the only way to keep music fresh and keep myself emotionally attached to it. And this is not, and that is like going and embracing nature and being only in nature and experiencing that because there's music that's happening there and then you come back and you're refreshed and you're renewed that's why i will be nomadic as well because that's another thing is moving city to city to city to city seeing new things you come back to play your music it's totally different it's brand new Mm -hmm. it's brand new play the same song different city it's a brand new song experience always changes yeah yeah do you find that 
now that uh, magic is more of a business, like you have it as a business, like the Hadlin who started magic, is he still the same? Like, does he has a? Do you have the same excitement value towards I have it? More excitement now. Yeah. 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 Just keeps getting larger. Yeah. You're learning more. You're expanding as a person, which therefore brings that in. Yeah, and I have more appreciation for it. Yeah. The more work I put into it. Yeah. And that's probably part of why we want to do these little mini challenges is because by taking on a different perspective, I guess, someone else's passion, like going and trying to be a comedian or trying to be a dancer and actually putting in the work to do that, then you come back renewed to your own passion where you're like, whoa. Mm -hmm. So becoming embracing other things like you used to only be a musician i used to only blah 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 but uh by embracing that i am other things embracing podcasting yeah when it boils down to it you're an entertainer yeah 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 Just spreading love in whatever way it happens to be yeah doesn't matter so i'm sure you're gonna incorporate comedy into your performances into your songs yeah. Dancing, obviously, you're going to incorporate that. Yeah. Dancing is like important. Bruno Mars, right? Being Bruno Mars one yeah. day. I'll get there. I danced a lot on Saturday. It's practicing. And it's like, you know what? I used to be the person sitting on the sideline watching the people actually dancing and being like, oh, those bastards, they can get over that thing in their head. Hmm. Like, Oh, I want to be that so bad. I'm just so awkward. So you hit the dance floor? Yeah. Yeah, nice. I do every time now because I'm just like practice. First of all, it's good for my brain. It's exercise. It's fun. And and to to continue the cycle of like, okay, I need to now be the person who lets loose so that those people who were me on the sideline can watch and go, I aspire to be that. And then therefore one day. Mm-hmm can repeat the cycle exactly make it natural and then it just happens exactly just have fun with it and express yeah yeah so we should find a comedian (laughs) to learn from for the comedy challenge yeah there's not like we're gonna get a dancer to learn from for the dance challenge etc right true we're not just gonna go on youtube like i mean probably will still do that but definitely will yeah you're right like dance is different, whereas comedy, I feel like it's easier to, but you're right. And I, I just don't, I know a couple comedians in town. I just don't know anybody who's like professional. Like there's not much of a professional comedian scene, whereas there's like really professional dancers here. Mm-hmm. But if we look I feel like there enough, is, there's like, there's a comedy club. They have open mic and stuff. Yeah, but comedy is a hard one. It's a hard one. That's all I'll say. It's not, it's not easy to be on a high level. And when you do get on a high level, you're gone. Like if you're actually a pro level comedian, you succeed because it's such a difficult thing that if you do it well, there's just very few people who actually do it well. You'll just go. Doors will open. Well, I know there's definitely some in Saskatoon, so. Okay. Just got to reach out. Okay, we'll find them. Uh, we have Amanda saying thank you for the podcast. Thank you for being here, Amanda. Thank you. 
Nice. Monday. Okay. Oh, interesting. University of Regina teaches stand-up comedy courses. All right. Okay, I actually. guess we're going to Regina. Actually, my brother, mm. he studied comedy and has been in improv groups all his life. That's interesting how stand-up comedy can be taught at a university, but they don't teach magic. <laughs> Yet. Yet. I feel like... There's a place. Feel like, Someone does. I feel like a lot of people need to learn at least some of the, like, basics. Just so that you're not fooled on your day-to-day by the easiest, simplest things. You could take the mentality of, and like, of not magic. Not just that, but, like, yeah. Yeah. To know that there's more than just meets the eye and that there can always be... I don't know. It's hard. I'm going to think about this... A little bit more, but I feel like there should be like a base knowledge that people have in magic. Mm. I think it just help everybody. Yeah, they could teach it in an elementary school. Just a quick like, like we all learn the the recorder. Yeah, L- learn a little bit of magic too. There you go. But the mentality behind it. Mm-hmm. Do you find it's the physical action or is it the mentality that comes with it? It's the mentality for sure. Yeah. The way you think. Yeah. It'll just open up the door for a lot of people to just think differently. So then. And attack different things. Yeah. In completely different ways. Right. Outside of the box. Yeah. So then is that part of your uh, your career path that. No. It's not. No. What? <laughs> but may, who knows? Maybe in this sense that like by popularizing like that's to me that's all it is is like. If you put something into the popular eye, mm-hmm. right? So you become this world-renowned magician and people start to think like, oh, yeah, magic is cool because you just put somebody there. Then that mentality bleeds into people automatically. We watch Shin Lim and people are getting something. They're learning something from him, watching him do that. And then to be somebody on that level and then also you, you're naturally... A teacher, so you're just going to be like, "Hey, this is, this is the background of this. This is the mentality of this." Yeah, I think it's more the theory than that the technical theory. ability behind the scenes of what's going on. Mm-hmm. But then it gets into a, a place where it's like, "How far do you go before it's too much information?" Definitely, there's a line. Yeah, there's a line because you have to keep it mysterious like yeah. it is magic exactly you can't That's give everything away but at the same time just a little bit your information also is mysterious then you mm-hmm. know it's shrouded in like you know mystery as you teach these lessons so it's kind of like it is like an old philosopher's sort of way of living and understanding the world mm-hmm. living through magic yeah it's tough to verbalize exactly, but I think that's why the they future, don't teach it in you know, in classes. Oh no, like I mean, that's super simple. Could just straight up say it right now, <laughs> but it's like, how far do you go? Where's the line? How? Yeah, yeah. You got to think about it. You got to design it and understand it. Yeah, but I do feel like there's got to be something just small that everybody should learn. Yeah, yeah. No. Something. We'll do it. Get to it. Nah. nah. Not me. Not me. Not me. It's, it's going to be you. It's going gonna, gonna to happen automatically. <laughs> we'll see. No, it's just going to. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I, I just feel like if stand-up comedy is yeah. offered as a course, then they should one day have magic offered as a course. Yeah. In these places. Yeah. I'm, and then maybe that's where, like, you know, because there's all there's only a few ways magicians can make money. It's either from gigging. Right. Or they b- create a trick and sell the trick to other magicians. Oh, okay. Right now, anyways. Okay. And it's like, maybe there could be another way that magicians can... So create a career out of, and they could be a professor of yeah. magic. Oh, like I mean, they're already there's definitely the professor and other gurus of magic in the industry. But like, that's just a university could hire a magician. That'd be cool. I just think it'd be great for the art of magic in general. Because recently, within the last, I'm going to say last five years or maybe it was more than that, but magic in the United States has, has been officially stated as an art form. Mm. Finally. Mm. So it's now officially an art form, quote unquote. Whereas it wasn't before, but I can mean, so like we're making steps in right. progress. It's been such a, a weird progression of of magic to go from like olden times what magic was to new age what magic is now we don't want them to yeah yeah i know i know a little bit though right i think all it takes is one person like there's a person who was a comedian who somehow um, worked with the university and then they were like, hey, why don't you teach a course on this? You mm-hmm. know, So it just takes that. It just takes like a renowned magician working with a university and then being like, hey, this would be a really good course actually. Is that even going to be a thing in 10 years though? University? Yeah. Um, for me, no. 10, 20 years? <laughs> I, I, or is it all going to be online at that point? I hope it changes. Like there's still value in someone teaching, mm-hmm. but it's going to have to change, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Although 10 years might not be enough. It might be 20 years, you know? Because like, it's like there's no refund policy Yeah. on those that you get a bad professor. You don't learn well from them. But how Sorry. Many, but how many people... Let me take your money anyways. How many people can learn on their own? Right, At but home. if they're, I feel like everybody can, just just the way you deliver that information, whether it's auditory, visual, or physical, and the way the internet and technology is going, you'd actually be able to get a professor in your room in 3D space with the right technology. But you could learn one-on-one from them. Like, I mean, would they be pro- everybody learns different. Would they be programmed or would they be... I think what it really is, is figuring out how people learn and learning how you learn the best and then delivering that information in that means. Mm -hmm. And they wouldn't physically be there, but they could just project themselves there. It could be just like a VR type of thing. You put a VR headset or AR goggles on or something, right? So you could augment them into that space or be in a virtual reality space. For instance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or it could just be they have the lessons online, like the old school way. You just go on YouTube, watch it. 
or they deliver you your lesson plan. They call you, check in on you. Maybe it is a program that just like calls you every day and it's like, hey, give me your update. Do you really think it could be fully automated? Depends on the person and how they learn. Yeah. I know for me that I don't think that I would, uh, I know I do learn a lot online. I think accountability could be automated. Contact somebody every day via machine. But it's easy to ignore a machine sometimes. It is. And if you ignore them, then they post it publicly. (laughs) Okay. You're fucked. You just shame them. (laughs) Whatever it is, when you first (laughs) sign up, it's like, I don't want this to happen. And then that was exactly what will happen if you don't do it. Yeah. And the machine will keep you accountable. It could be so, I mean, there's mo- ways. money incentive where you put in a certain amount of money, a deposit, and you get that back if you do right. the stuff. Yeah. yeah, so it's a free course, but you pay 10 grand for the course. Yeah. And it's like, hey. Do you want your money back? Yeah, every time you don't answer, you're losing whatever it is. Yeah. So it could be monetary. Yeah. But some people but have a be, detachment from that. It has to scale towards that person because if they're like a billionaire, it's like, mm, right, right, whatever, 10 grand. Right, right, right. Because that's, that's why money is kind of, yeah. I mean, we still live in that where some people university is like a no-brainer and then some people it's like, I don't know, I don't want to go into that debt because I'm not going to be able to pay that off. Right. But, but yeah, like these students, they're paying for this education. Yeah. They're paying top dollar for it. Top fucking dollar. So they should be getting. Does anybody have any positive experiences out of university? <laughs> oh, university? Yeah. You, learn, you learn a lot at university. But like, I, I recently heard a story of a professor here in town who singled out a student and yelled at them and basically made a fool out of them in front of the entire class. And their whole philosophy is that uh, you don't punish the many on the crime of a, of one. Mm. And that's basically what he was about to do. And got flipped and turned it on the professor in that moment. And was like, okay, you know what? We're, we're actually, we're paying you to pay, to teach us, uh, for you to go and do what you're doing right now and raise your voice and speak to me like I'm not a normal human being. And treat me with respect is unacceptable, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And it's like the way he handled it, the student handled it in this moment. Awesome. Mm. But it's like, that's how ha- that happens for sure in every university. And something needs to be addressed in that perhaps. I don't know. I'm not sure what the answer is, but yeah, that was just a story of, can't believe that actually happens. Yeah. I mean, people, that's the growing up. A trigger. That's my my detachment from school. That's why I didn't go forward with school. And I decided that early on is because I just watched adults and I watched how unhappy they were. And I remember being a kid and thinking, you know, maybe if they were robots, I would be more okay with this. Mm-hmm. Of course, at the same time, finding good teachers, like, honestly, my father, finding a good teacher, somebody who can teach, and in the way that you were talking about, The uh, Peaceful Warrior, where... Did you read it? 
I haven't started. No, it's a good book. Great book. Um, Way of the Peaceful Warrior. Way Read the, it. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm not. Re- I'm not. Everybody. Re- I'm not reading enough right now. That's one habit that needs to be more in my life. Mm-hmm. It comes and it goes for me. But for in that mentality of like someone who you can learn from and then go and act, you know, work on stuff and you meet with them here and there and then you just get a re-inspiration. They just give you this pocket this fucking knowledge and you're just like, okay, let me go do something with this knowledge. So having that kind of teach, having like a really seasoned, wise person that for me is what I would love to have in a schooling sense. But then you have to have these fulfilled, respected people because that's what it is, is if you're fulfilled, if you're a teacher and you're not fulfilled in your teaching career, you're not going to be a good teacher. If there's other shit that you aren't doing in your life, if you just went down this course because you're not going to be a good teacher. But if you became a teacher and you were like, this is my life calling. This is what I need to do. I'm good at teaching people. I love this information and I want to pass it on. Then you're going to be a good teacher. You're going to be fulfilled in what you do. So I just wish there was some sort of like, just like you're entering the schooling system and they're like, hold on. Is this really what you want to do? Like there's just people who screen everybody and they're like, Cause like I can look at some, I could have a conversation with one person going into university. And if I could, I could tell within that conversation, whether they actually want to do it or not. So for me, that's, it's just your motivation behind actually doing it is very important. And then people are just, they just end up there and then they're 20 years in and they fucking hate it. And then they're a bitter teacher who then just passes on bitterness. And you're like, well, cool. <laughs> Go get another job. Like, we don't want you here. You don't want to be here. We don't want you here. And it just creates sour experience for students. And that sucks. Right on. Well, let's go to the audio only on that note. Yes. Thank you for tuning in for the live portion. We will post the audio in about two hours and you will be able to log in in about two hours from this time so i'll make sure it's up at noon wow no problem this is an hour and 40 40 minutes yep no problem damn posty posts instantly see you on the next one okay bye guys actually before we go just want to say head I appreciate you all coming here and and listening, by the way. But yeah, if you could head to your um, Spotify or Google, Google Music, whatever it is, iTunes, whatever you would listen to a podcast on and go type in The Singer and The Hypnotist and do us a big favor and just follow us there. And if you feel like listening to episodes, that'd be awesome. You can also find us on YouTube. So thank you for joining us. Please support us and share this and yeah yeah all right cheers guys well that was a good episode and welcome to the audio only portion of this podcast everybody oh here sorry let me include you oh, some asmr some copy that is the some copy for episode 11 the bean juice you want your some bean juice you want some oh. bean juice is there bean juice left there's some bean juice Some hot bean water. You want some more?
I've I've got uh, it you got it you got it yeah. Okay. Hadlin and I are efficiencing uh, eff- our lives. Efficiencing our lives. That's the hashtag that we need to go by. You're right. Efficiencing oh. <laughs> our lives and effic- mainly sure. beginning with our coffee. Yeah. We're making our coffee top notch. Yeah. Yeah. And then food will be next on that list. Yeah. Down to a science now. Measuring everything that goes in my body. All right, do you weigh it? Do yeah. you weigh it out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. all weighed out. I'm going to be doing that. And in 150 days, I will have good lighting apps. Wow. It's actually what okay. it says. Okay. It says you will have good lighting apps. Okay. So in good lighting, I'll have abs. And then in 200 days, I'll have six pack. And then in 240 days or something like that, I'll be competition ready if i wanted to wow if i take it that far which i won't but so what is this what uh it's just a meal plan yeah yeah uh youtuber by the name of scooby he puts out he his whole thesis is that uh working out and nutrition and health should all be free information you shouldn't have to pay for any of that so what he does is he gives away everything out on his youtube channel for free and then he now has this website which allows you to build a, a customized meal plan based on your age, your weight, your height, your activity level, and what type of food you want to intake. Wow. And how many meals you want to have per day. And then it goes, okay, that's good information. Here's your, what you eat. And here's wow. how you make it. And here's how much of each thing you do. And it's like, okay, that's exactly what I'm looking for. I just need someone to tell me what to eat. Wow. And now I have that. So now I'm just going to do that. And like, yeah. Hit now me up. Just, hit me up with that. Now it's just easy now. I, I don't need, know. I need that website. Like, I mean, yeah, it's only day one. <laughs> it's but, easy, bro. But I know it's going to be super easy because it's like, yeah, it's predetermined. Dude. I don't have to think about it anymore. Dude, so that's. I'm just going to yeah. shrink all of that. Yeah. yeah. Chisel it out. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I've done my own version of that, but like to have uh, that kind of backing of like um because i know there's shit i'm missing that's that's what i'm you know i've got a good thing going but it's like yeah i'm probably missing certain food groups to be honest and so i need to do that as well where i i input it and i get this list and i'm like yeah so i'm almost there i just need to add this and this Mm -hmm. and then do the meal prep and yeah it's free by the way everybody it's go to custommealplanner.com wow wow yeah could thank Scooby for that because Scooby guy's dope. He's like late fifties maybe and jacked. Guys, we could all Super be that. Jacked. We could all be that. <laughs> we can. We're capable. Yeah. I know you're capable. You got that young dude. Young blood. I'm realizing that's like the only way I can uh, maintain my youth is yeah to focus solely, not solely. Yeah, focus solely on my health. Hell yeah. Like, that's number one. Dude. Everything else will fall into place. Exactly. Because, like, people will hire me more. Yep. If I'm jacked. (laughs) If I'm, like, chiseled and shit, you know? Because, like, 90% of the event planners are female. All right. right. And that plays to the... Yeah. To that yeah. side of things, because the the sex appeal is a real thing. It is in the music and entertainment and all yeah. these different industries, right? Yeah. yeah. And if you got the looks, you got the got the abs. Yeah. It'll also 
attract males to hire you too because then they're like, good job, dude. Good discipline. I'm going to fucking hire you too. Proud of you. Because clearly that. you're a hard worker. Yes. You can see, visually see that exactly. you're a hard worker without going further. It's the same as putting on, owning and putting on a nice suit for a job interview, being confident in your body. Same shit. You carry that. Yeah. Every inch of you carries that. When you have six pack abs, mm-hmm. it's like you're walking around with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> you have that in your back True. pocket, you know? Like, oh, yeah. It's the truth. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's, I think it's kind of funny that there's so many people out there that, like, they work out, they get fit, and then suddenly they start posting on Instagram on like fitness and health tips. Yeah. Like everybody else. Yeah. I don't know. Like nothing against that. It's just, I think it's just funny. But like, if you look at every other successful person, they're just already jacked. Yeah. They're already fit and chiseled and they don't post anything about that. No. They don't need to because that's not their thing. No. They've done that as a side thing. Yeah. That was something that helps them in their main thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get it if you want to be a personal trainer. That's 100%. That's awesome. Sure. 100% I'm behind you. I support that. But it's like, I don't know, man. There's I just know, I There's know. a little something about that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't verbalize it again. Another thing. Well, it's, it's just the act of not having anything. So someone who doesn't have like a passion or this or that, and then they get fit because you pour, we have to pour ourselves into something kind of no matter what, we're humans. Right. You have to get that label. So exactly. You need. I think it's a little bit of that Instagram famous thing where people just want to be Insta famous. For sure. They're like, oh, this guy, this bodybuilder did it. So all I have to do is post as well. And I'll be that too. Definitely. Especially, especially because like you think about like we're a very visual and shallow society. Like you go on Instagram and the people, my friends who are girls and they're pretty, they get 10 million times the shit that I interaction, you know, people interact with them because they're pretty girls and we're visual. And so instinctively you react more to that. So yeah, if you have nothing, if you have no status in life and then you get jacked, yeah, then, then you're like, like, oh, I got some status. I got something. I got, look guys. Step one. Look guys. That's step one. Right? But it can't, anything. it can't just be that unless, unless it truly is some people, right? Yeah. Unless, actually, I don't know any, every single person that's on there is like, like if it's a dude that's super jacked and making those things, that's not the only thing. He's like, he's filming it. He's editing it. True. He's telling a story. True. It's more than just that at that point. It's not, yeah. hey, here's a an iPhone clip of me doing curls. Yeah. By the way, yeah, 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 yeah. if you do this exercise, you work out this. <laughs> so there's, there's a genuineness to it. There can be a gen, there should be a genuineness to it. Whereas it, are you showing off or are you like, cause you could approach it. Like I could go and I could do a workout. I could do a yoga thing and be like, Hey guys, like I'm not by any means an expert at this, but I'm using this to motivate myself to do it more. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to post this for my own accountability and maybe it inspires somebody else. But I'm, this is for me. 
Right. Right. Whereas, yeah, if it was like, oh, I'm posting this thing because, oh, my arms look really big when I do this yoga pose and everyone's going to respect me more because of that. You know, it's like, <laughs> that, that's such a backwards thing for yoga, by the way. <laughs> this is the, right. You this get is the my, yoga yeah. pose I'm doing because yeah. my arms look. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> whatever and then okay this brings another point where it's like okay there's these instagram girls or models or whatever you want right yeah but they literally are posting them eating and getting views and it's like yeah. why don't you do something that's actually interesting yes you're just gonna post a video of you eating and yes. that what the fuck is that? That's nothing. That's not even mm-hmm. content. Like, mm-hmm. be interesting. Yeah. Can I okay. do something? I'm gonna say something that I hope that I hope that Bree never hears this, but it's okay oh, if she does. <laughs> human, human. Um, I I felt bad because I couldn't. I like looked at her Instagram and I and it might have been from a self conscious place myself, but I remember kind of saying to her like. I don't know, like, I don't really understand your motivation behind your social media thing. And it it sort of, that hit her for a while where she, like, stopped posting. And she even said to me, like, yeah, I don't, like, I don't know, like, I'm not a, I'm not really doing anything or whatever. So she actually deleted her account for a while to try to understand that better. She is, in a way, a bad example because I went back later and that's where I'm saying maybe it was just something with me because a lot of her stuff was positive and it was trying to basically empower I think other females as well as other probably males as well but but I did sort of question that uh, within her what exactly what you were saying where it's like why why yeah we all just have Instagrams like for me that's why I found music because it's like okay now I can justify being to add value to people exactly and so it's like like you said like taking a video of your food well why are you what are you doing like sure take a video of your food and then take a moment to explain something why did you post that oh I really you know I go out for food all the time and it's really important to, for me like I love the chefs you know, this chef put in this work and they, they created this and this mm-hmm. and that. You have to bring story to it. And then they plated it in this way and yeah. displayed it in a beautiful manner. So I'm just and appreciating, yeah. you know, like there can be that. But yeah, just the, the nonsensical, just kind of like I exist. So I need to exist in the Internet yeah. space. Or like, hey, look at me. I'm eating here. Yeah. 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 So there's two there's two different ways to 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 approach it. I find like genuine and non-genuine, confused yeah. and like clarity. Yeah. <laughs> if you have clarity with what you're doing, like if you make an Instagram account and you make a decision like, "Hey, I'm making this Instagram account to empower people." That's why I'm on like you just have to have that understanding so when you go to post, it's not like I have an Instagram account cuz I'm a human and I'm hot and so I'm going to post pictures of my booty. I feel like Instagram is like, has two years left. Yeah. I'm feeling that right now. Yeah. I, I, that it's about to die. I feel Facebook's and it's dying about to as die well. Hard. Both. Both. And then there's going to be something else. Yes. I agree. But I feel, I feel it coming. Cause I don't, I don't know. There's just something about the way Instagram is nowadays. It's a, it's just, it's too celebrity. Yeah. And the internet has always been. 
how the 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 openness of things yeah. and how there's no barrier of entry whereas now instagram is like you know every single celebrity's got millions true so they're all at the top they got that blue check etc they're creating yeah. this facade yeah of the olden days and how it used to be yeah right you're right so i feel like if there's going to be another cycle shift yeah and something's going to change again i completely i would would completely agree with you that it's not but it's still relevant now, so they don't yeah. stop using it. No, exactly. <laughs> you you have no choice, but that's like in what you do is you diversify because, yeah, you never know. It could be two years. It could be fucking two months. In two months. Or it could be tomorrow. It could be tomorrow. Right? That day it went down, that could have been the day that it just fucking vanished. Never came back. Literally. And that would have been hilarious. That was the day that I went to Twitter and I was like, okay, I get Twitter now. <laughs> I I also understood it because I was like, oh yeah, now I can have conversation. I realized that with Twitter, I could have conversations with people I look up to, and I could yeah. cover them and then send that to them, and hopefully one of them would hit or whatever. I just don't have a get to put in the effort to build up the following on Twitter. Same as YouTube, right? I'm starting my YouTube, and I have my dedicated Wednesdays, but I'm only at like 39 followers, and it's like only. No, but I know, I know, I know, dude, but it's like the, the fact is this, is that what's the only difference between, it's frustrating because I should have started this so long ago and I would have been way further ahead, but it's like, I'm putting in all this effort into these videos, releasing them, they get 50 views. That is 50 people listening for three minutes or whatever, maybe not the full thing. And that's still wonderful. That's still super wonderful. And that's a lot of people paying attention to my music. But the numbers fuck with you, like with Instagram, where it's like, what's the difference between the video that I'm making and somebody who has the attention? It's just that. It's just attention. It's the view count. It's just the view count. The ranking via views. Yeah. And it's like, if my video got a million views... Or if my video got 100,000 views, say I magically got 100,000 views and I was like, oh my God, guys, I got 100,000 views. That More people would watch me. There's no difference other than the view count. More people would watch it. More of my friends would watch it. To me, that that gets me. That's where it's like, okay, yeah, because I'm posting and I'm not getting this shit, that makes yeah. me not matter. And that's another thing that you just reminded me of is that on Facebook and Instagram, you can buy views yeah. straight from Facebook. You can buy likes straight from Facebook. From Facebook. Well, yeah, Facebook owns Instagram, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when you're buying an ad and your ad right, is a right. boost and your boost is for more views or for more right. engagement, then they show it to the people that are most likely to do those things, right? Yeah. So you're paying for it, which is it's monetized which is why it's more becoming more of the corporate side, more of like the old school TV days. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whereas YouTube is still one of the old, not old, but like the way the internet should be where it's like, it Hey, if you're making good shit, you'll make it. Yeah. That's basically it. Yeah. Right. And that's get people to watch yeah. it and it's good quality and they'll fucking stick right. around and then you get that view time yeah. and you get that comments and 
You're right. It is a matter of time, and I know that, but it's just hard work. Because, like, you can go to someone's Facebook yeah. and be like, oh, they got a million views, but maybe they only maybe they spent a thousand bucks on that video. Yeah. But people, know. the average person doesn't understand that. Right. The which mo- is monetizing. Why, which is why I think Facebook will die because of that. I agree. Because people, once people know, I agree. They'll be like, oh, you have a million views and zero comments. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if they get educated on that. Yeah. But they do just see views. Mm-hmm. And they val- validate it via, via views. Right. That's we have, we see numbers and we validate based on numbers. And YouTube doesn't even validate based on views. Like there's mm-hmm. absolutely, like watch they, time. They show the views. Yeah. But that's not even valuable in any yeah. way, shape, or form. Yeah. Yeah. Your subscriber count isn't even valuable in any way, shape, or form to mm-hmm. YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's all about watch time. Well, just make good videos then. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Just gotta make good stuff. Yeah. Then my favorite cover that that I've made was the one that you filmed, the Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, right here. Right here. You and Reed. Yeah. That was my favorite one. The angles. The angles were really good. The movement on that your camera, the the phone gimbal. Yeah, the extra side. That was great. (laughs) <laughs> and then editing together was so smooth because I had that through the three angles and the one with movement. Yeah, man. It's nice having extra angles. It is. Like always have too many, I find. It's, it's the good. better move, yeah. yeah. I've been lazy because I'm not wanting to spend as much time on editing, but having extra angles is a good way to sort of hide um, lack of production. If I have three angles and it's just me sitting here playing guitar, that makes the song better all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. You're more willing to stay through the whole thing rather than just if I set up one. It's almost less time because I'll spend more time on color grading and audio if I only have one angle. But I have three, then it's like, well, the angles will yeah. take over. All you have to really do is like cover a song isn't more than five minutes. No. So you should be able to chop it up and go through it in 10 minutes. It's 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 fast because of... At least I know in Final Cut the way I set up my multi-shot and then it's literally rhythmic. So I just watch and I have oh, a button for each dope. one. Exactly. I yeah. watch. They're synced up. Oh, so you just and go. I just go. Doo, 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 doo. I'm like, oh, doo. and then nice. if I need to, I'll stop. I'll rewatch it. Be like, was that? Was that right? No, it's good. Most of the times I'll let it run once through the song. I have all my cuts done. There you go. That's what happened with the... So you just need more angles to make it, which is kind of funny. So if you have two angles, more work. Yeah. If you have five angles, less work. Literally. It's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy, dude. It's like, that's why the three angles were so good. Because it was like, well, no, you have to go here. Then you have to go here. Then you have to go here. And well, at this point, you have to go. Like, it's just obvious where it has to go. It's like, I have these options. It's this or this. Well, it's this. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I need to start adding more angles as I say that, of course. Yeah. All it is is just hit and record. It really, yeah. It's not that much more. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I need to do that for this week. I don't know what I'm going to do, but start learning some new covers. Maybe add some looping to my covers because I haven't done that yet. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You need a loop, a loop camera. Yeah. 
So when you go down, you just tap on the camera. Yeah. And then that's you hitting the pedal, perhaps yeah. angle. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for streaming, yeah, I have switching. Because now, okay, I streamed, right? Mm, right. <sighs> so now I'm like, it was official. It was on. I felt the energy. It was like, I, I basically streamed to test it. And I knew I was too tired. So I knew I wasn't, it wasn't going to be like a man, fantastic stream or whatever. Yeah. But hit record or hit stream. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is officially it. Like there is no excuse now. It looks awesome. And I have all of a sudden we have this open space that I can set up for streaming and for looping and I can just sit here. And you can, you can play and then you can be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go do drums and you just, it's already in frame. It is. And I can loop the drums into my looping setup. Like now, basically, I need to two times a week for rehearsal sake, for practice sake, to make myself a better bassist, guitarist, keyboard, drummer. I set up my looper and for two hours, two times a week, maybe more, I just go into looping space. I almost ignore Twitch. I don't ignore Twitch. I obviously talk to people. You have to. Mm-hmm. But... It just allows me to focus on the practicing. And then if somebody shows up, oh, great. Hey, you know, but it's more for the purpose of like, I need to be a better looper. Right. So document, don't create. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. go into that's my. basically what that is. That is. Yeah. You're documenting your practice. Yeah, that's all. And it's an excuse to practice because I don't really practice. You're doubling up again. On I, things. I always have to. With practice, with playing music, it's hard. That's why I'm jealous of music, man. Yeah. I, I can't broadcast my practice. Yeah. Because if I fuck something up, then that means the secret is out. Yeah. And that's, I don't know. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> you got to be ready to go for the show. Yeah. You have and then to be flawless. The whole thing about showing a magic trick is you don't show it twice because the first time you do it is unbelievable right. the second time is a lesson right whereas when i noticed when i was streaming a lot i'd stream every fucking night and people would come in and be like yeah play that song the same song play that song play that. they always ask and i'm like you heard it yesterday mm-hmm. don't you want something new no they want to hear that song because they'll listen they'll go online and they'll listen to a song 20 times yes in a row exactly every day they'll listen to the same song right <laughs> it's like Oh, just play it for me live again. Yep. Exactly. It's totally different. It's dope. It is. I like that. You get in your head though, because when like I did the residence when I do residencies and I play places often, I didn't have that perception. Like I didn't understand that because I'm playing them and I'm like, oh, I have the same material. Like I gotta play the same songs again. Like they're gonna notice. They're gonna feel that. Mm-hmm. I learned pretty quick. I learned pretty quick that people are so no, they hear a song, they forget about it instantly. Like I'm memorized. Not everyone even remembers all the lyrics. No. Right? Or they just, they're just grooving to it. That's it. And they're in that moment. And when they walk out of that moment, they forget instantly. Mm-hmm. They move on. And exactly. then they may, they might come back a week later. You might be playing the same song. It might trigger some memory in them. But they're not like, oh, I, he played this last week. Yeah, it's familiar. Yeah, that's it. But they don't recognize it. Whereas it's, for instance, if I was compared to magic again, yeah. it's like, 
Oh, I've seen this trick. Yes, exactly. So now I'm going to wash this other area. Yes. Oh. More details <laughs> reveal themselves. Yeah. Which is a good thing in music. Not so good at magic. Yeah. 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 That's And that's why you can't do as many shows as I can do. You yeah. can. You have to plan your shows and you have to be like, nope, can't do that. I have to do it once a year or yeah. I have to do it, you know, whereas I'm like. In the, in the same city, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which is also why they cost more. Yeah. That's, I think that's fair. Because we have to do it less. So we can't I do think it that's fair. Times. But yeah. the industries are not always. It's, a diff- it's the same, but it's also a different industry. It is. It, but we're in the same industry. Yeah. We're in entertainment. In, in the base of it all is. We entertain people. But actually, that's the other thing I wanted to tell you, talk to you about is more so than tell you, but just talk to you about is that like, you got to get in the corporate world, man. Yeah. Because I know you're making X number of dollars at these bars, mm-hmm. venues, restaurants, mm-hmm. 10X at a corporate gig. Yeah. Well, when I do... Instantly. Because they don't know the bar prices. That's what I mean. When I do the VIP lounge, that's what it is. It's like I yep. get paid... Corporate yeah. money. Yeah. And I get to practice. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I do. I do need to enter the corporate world. No, stand over here. No. Fuck. God. God. But yeah, I, man. Like. I, yeah, that's a hard, especially, okay, Claire Lessa band. I'm like, hey, we are. That's why I want Corey to get on that and phone those people because it's like, Claire Lessaban, we play all the fucking covers in the world that people love. We are ideal. We're an ideal band that people would pay like two grand, three grand corporate money for us to play a show. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what that band should be. We can't we can't put the pieces together to create original music yet. It'll come in its own time. Mm-hmm. It's not the focus. But all of us could use the money. So if all of a sudden this band makes us each like a good chunk of money, then it's extra worth it for us. Do some weddings. Yeah. 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 That's I could see that band in a wedding. Fuck yeah. I could see you soloing a wedding. Yeah. And I can also see that band in a wedding. Yes. Exactly. But like I couldn't see Looper and the Poet being in a wedding. No. But I that one's definitely a touring. Yeah. As, uh, aspect. Act. Act. There act, we go. This word. Touring act. Simpler. <laughs> Touring aspect. That doesn't make any sense at all. And yeah. I yeah, Looper yeah. and the Poets, like, it's just an expression. It's fun. Um, and if it picks up gigs, great. But I cannot focus on What if it. you had a show where it was the Saul show? And then in that show, it's... Saul and Reed, and then Looper and the Poet, and then Clara Lessa Band. And it's like, but it's your show. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like a all, live gig. A live gig. Yeah. Where it's your your gig. Like yeah. you're the you're the name on the thing. Yeah. But then it's like these different areas. It's like the backwards. And we do a podcast. <laughs> a live <Okay>. podcast. <laughs> we'll start with a podcast. <laughs> yeah. There you go. What if it? What if that was like a thing? I don't know. That'd be cool. It'd be kind of a weird yeah. show, but also backwards in the sense that usually when you have someone feature in your performance, it's uh, 
they were on your track. Yeah. But this time it's, these are your projects. Yeah. Yeah. I even thought about like doing a Freestyle Friday show where I rent out Broadway theater and I basically rehearse with all these different, like all of the musicians who've been there, a part of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you each, we each are going to do a song. It's the Freestyle Friday. We're going to create a band or whatever and then feature all these different artists. And right. it's the Freestyle Friday show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. How many artists have you collabed with on Freestyle Friday? Probably 10 to 15. 10 to 15? No. Okay. And there's others. There's others that are that are there. and Nice. That are going to come. There's another dancer who, a tap dancer. Oh, who, shit. Yeah. You're tap dancer. floor. Yeah, you're right. If you do it here. Yeah. Maybe out there or something. On cement? Yeah. I think. Maybe. Is that a thing for tap dancers? I'd have to ask her, I guess. Yeah. And then uh, BJ, break dancer. Oh, Trinidad. Trinidad? It's his last name, yeah. Oh. Trinidad. So him, he we Bayani. talked about him coming in and doing oh, one. Oh, yeah. Dude, he's dope. Yeah. He's real good. I remember yeah. back in the day, he was the young one of uh, his cousins. Yeah. And whatnot. They would all break dance. And he was the young one, right? So he was just like, and he would like get roasted all the time. And like, they were, they were always better because they were bigger and stronger. Right. And then... He, but the thing is, he was younger work. and he learned yeah. from them yep. and surpassed and is now the best. Yep. Straight up. Easy. Easily. Straight up. He does this thing. It's dedicated. Where, like, I don't even know. I think it's the hollow hold or something. You do like a handstand, right? And then you bend over with your back and like your hands go out. It's weird. It's a crazy, crazy strength hold yeah. balance thing. Wow. Wow. And he could do it. And he just. <laughs> yeah, it's like a backwards bend. And then you got, you're like on your head as one point and your hands are in the other. Right. Two extra points. Right. And your legs are like going backwards the other way and you're just like not falling. You're just holding it. It's crazy. Anyways, like, yeah. He's dope. <laughs> I'm glad you're getting him. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was through, that was through like meeting him. I've met him before, but meeting him at Aaron's performance, and then I think Aaron, he, he saw Aaron's one. Aaron Walter dance? Yeah. And then he investigated a little bit, watched a couple of them, and was like, oh, yeah, hey, like, I'm down, down. Mm-hmm. And that's most where people, I get guests, like, even I had um, Ben, Ben Fertoski. I'm going to get him on, because he's a trumpet player, and uh, he plays in Mini Vandal, and he, he we jammed. He came up uh, at the cap and jammed with me. And after he was like, hey, man, like we should, you know, if you're down, I would love to be on a Freestyle Friday. And I'm like, yeah, you're a wonderful, wonderful trumpet player. You're good at improvising. Heck to the yeah. Heck to the yeah, man. Nice. I even thought about putting together mini bands like every week. I know that's a lot, but um, so I bring in a different drummer. I bring in a different bassist. I bring in a different trumpet player or sax player, whatever, you know, fill these different play- pieces. And that way I could even use people I've already used, but just bring them into a band format. And then, so every week, new band, we jam something. That's the Freestyle Friday. It's hmm. a lot though, but I could do full songs then. If it was a band, I could do a full songs. Because if you have like a trumpet player, then I can f- improvise. Boom. 
let him improvise for a while, right? Could have featured um, vocalists come to a verse and then I finish the song or, you know, like there would be the ability to do full songs with, nice. a, with a full band. Nice. That's a lot though, but. That'd be sweet. Maybe get some grant money or something. You know, try it. Try it. Give it a taste test on one. I definitely, yeah. If the elements line up, I've done it sort of, but yeah, to commit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I should. I should. It's a lot though. But the new space, a little bit easier to imagine doing that here. Yeah. Looks dope. Yeah. Nice. Well, should we end it there? We should. That was good. Another 30 minutes, so this will be like a two-hour episode. Nice. That'd yeah. be good for the people at home. Good for listening. the people. Yeah. The peoples. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks for tuning in on this episode 11. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. On the singer in the Singer in the podcast. Singer in the podcast. Singer in the podcast. Singer in the Hypnotist podcast. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week. Love you a long time. Goodbye. Like, share, subscribe, all those things that people say at the end of videos. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>